Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. This week, leaders from around the world are meeting in San Francisco for the APEC conference. The gathering has also been a magnet for protesters. Nearly a thousand climate activists attempted to prevent attendees from entering the APEC conference yesterday. KQED's Ezra David Romero was there. The activists criticized APEC organizers for giving the oil industry an international platform through a speech from a top dog oil executive. Bay Area climate activist Nick Vasco helped lead the protest. The biggest concern is why are the people and the corporations and you know the shareholders who have profited off of climate destruction, environmental degradation, why are they the ones who get to frame how we are transitioning our economy? ExxonMobil CEO Darren Woods told summit leaders that the oil industry can be part of the climate solution. The problem is not oil and gas, it's emissions. He said oil and gas companies provide an essential product for modern life. Making them into villains is easy, but it does nothing, absolutely nothing, to accomplish the goal of reducing emissions. His company has invested in carbon capture to curb warming. Climate activists point out that ExxonMobil doubled down on fossil fuels when it recently acquired one of the country's biggest oil fields. For the California Report, I'm Ezra David Romero. Nearly 50 maternity wards in California have shut down in the last decade. That means some Californians have to drive hours to give birth at a hospital. CalMatters health reporter Ana Ibarra has more on the community impacts of these shutdowns. Twelve California counties don't have any hospitals that deliver babies. Most of those are in rural areas. In Imperial County, just one maternity unit is left to deliver some 2,500 babies a year. The closest alternatives are almost two hours away in San Diego and Riverside counties. Fifteen maternity wards have shut down in Los Angeles County since 2012. Hospital administrators and health economists say factors like high costs, labor shortages, and declining birth rates are driving the closures. These shutdowns come as the state and country grapple with a maternal health crisis. Pregnancy-related deaths hit a 10-year high in California in 2020. That was CalMatters reporter Ana Ibarra. California's largest utility wants to bury thousands of miles of power lines to prevent them from causing wildfires. That's after Pacific Gas and Electric Equipment sparked the campfire that killed 85 people in the community of Paradise. But state regulators who will vote on PG&E's proposal later today say that will send rates through the roof for the company's millions of customers. KQED's senior climate editor Kevin Stark reports. Dry winds, power lines zigzagging through tree branches. Up Grizzly Peak Boulevard in the Berkeley Hills, it's not hard to see how a wildfire could take off. 
very high hazard fire zone, the same level of hazard as paradise. Berkeley City Council member Susan Wengreff pushed for 30 years to get PG&E to bury these lines, which the company says all but ensures they won't start a fire. It's more important than ever to get these utilities undergrounded. The project in Berkeley Hills broke ground earlier this year and is tiny compared to the 2,000 miles of power lines PG&E wants to bury through 2026. That's part of a plan that would cost about $6 billion. Costs would be pushed onto ratepayers. It's PG&E's responsibility to improve wildfire safety without placing an even heavier financial burden on its customers. At a California Public Utilities Commission hearing on the proposal last month, consumer groups pushed back. Michael Murray is with the AARP. We are deeply concerned that double-digit rate increases will affect the financial security of older adults and their families. State regulators chafed at the cost, too. PG&E's power lines have touched off the state's biggest megafires in recent years. Not just the Camp Fire, but also the Dixie Fire, which burned a million acres. PG&E filed for bankruptcy in 2019, facing billions in wildfire damages. On top of that, Commissioner John Reynolds said PG&E has struggled to bury even small stretches of power lines in the past. PG&E has never delivered this scale of undergrounding that you've proposed here. I have concerns that a PG&E failure to meet the plans as you've proposed them will result in customers paying for work that doesn't get done. The utility responded by saying they have more than doubled their pace over the last few years. PG&E executive Carla Peterman. We are tracking every day our progress, understanding where the bottlenecks are. So we are approaching this work differently, and that is a part of our strategy. Instead of burying thousands of miles of power lines underground, regulators have proposed that the utility insulate most of the lines with a protective cover. It's cheaper and faster to complete. PG&E's plans would see customer rates increase by about $40 each month. The commission's alternatives would trim that to about $30. But covered lines are riskier, could break, and touch off a fire, which the company told regulators. We cannot delay important safety investments made for our customers. Regulators are set to vote on PG&E's proposal today, and that will decide how many miles of lines they can bury over the next few years. But the utility wants to do five times more undergrounding over the next decade. Utilities all over the country face similar challenges as climate change amplifies wildfire risk. I think there's a very valid question of what to do and whether doing this primarily through undergrounding lines is the right policy. UC Berkeley's energy economist Severin Bornstein says no matter what utilities choose to do, the bigger question is about who should bear the costs, company shareholders, ratepayers, or the state. The real question is, does society bear them through raising utility rates? Or does society bear them through paying for them through the state budget? Bornstein says California pays for seawalls and other climate adaptation and could pay for this work, too. For The California Report, I'm Kevin Stark on Grizzly Peak. And that's The California Report for Thursday, November 16th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. As always, thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from the California Healthcare Foundation, listening to Black Californians, a new study on how the healthcare system undermines the pursuit of good health. On the web at chcf.org/lbca. The James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. 
Learn more at irvine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute, advancing the frontiers of ocean science, exploration, and discovery, on the web at schmidtocean.org. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts.